0: Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking about what to do when you feel like you have taken every step toward finding freedom from a sexual sin, sexual addiction, and you're like, I just can't find freedom. I was actually talking to a young woman the other day and she was saying like, I've read Sex, Pretty the Longings of a Girl's Heart. I've listened to all your podcasts. Like I've done all the things, but I can't kick this sin. Like, what do I do? And so we want to bring you some fresh biblical truth, some encouragement to help you know that hope is possible. Freedom is possible. You do not have to stay stuck in this sexual sin. Like there is freedom in Christ and we are going to bring you some truths that will give you steps toward finding freedom in
1: Christ starting today. Hey guys, it is Kristen Clark here and Bethany Beal. We are sisters and the founders of Girl Defined Ministries, and we are so glad you're joining us for this conversation today because you know... If you've been here for any amount of time that we're passionate about understanding God's design for biblical womanhood Mm -hmm. and a huge part of our womanhood that is often not talked about in Christian circles is our sexuality. And that means our, our sexual struggles, our desires, our longings, our brokenness, our pain, our sin, all of that. That is all a part of what we need to talk about as Christian women because there are so many areas that we're wrestling in and we need hope and we need truth. And so one of the things that I remember really struggling in and feeling like, can I ever find freedom? Will I ever find freedom from this sexual sin? Was my struggle of masturbation. And in our book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, I write about my journey, my repeated failure, and feeling like many of you are. Will I ever be free? Will I ever have a time in my life where I'm looking back as a conqueror of my sexual sin and not a continuous struggler, right? Doesn't mean we're perfect, but we can look back and say, God has given me victory over that particular habitual sin. God has done that in my life, and I know I am Confident based on God's word that He can do that in your life too. Now, if you haven't read our book, you're like, hmm, this episode's going to be really helpful, but I haven't actually read Sex Purity and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. This is the perfect yeah. place to start because this is really square one. Like understanding the foundation of God's design for us sure. as women, as sexual beings, the fact that lust is a woman's problem too, not just a man's problem. Understanding lies that we buy into because culture says certain things are normal, but then we look in God's word and see actually that's contrary to to God's design for us. So renewing our mind with truth, we unpack all of that in this book. And so I encourage you, if you've never read it, I know I am confident this will be a huge help and encouragement in your journey and you can find this at girldefined.com slash shop mm-hmm. and the other thing we actually have some, have some free resources Um, they're free technically if you are a part of our Patreon family and I mean check these out just two printable downloadable PDFs battling sexual temptation a biblical toolkit for Christian women and then five strategies to find freedom from sexual sin these are like I said downloadables and you'll get instant access to these and dozens of other free resources when you join our support team over at patreon.com slash girl to find mm-hmm. because that support team, you guys are literally the backbone yeah. of girl to find. You enable us financially in so many ways to do what we're doing, bringing you content like this. So mm-hmm. if you're like, yeah, I have an extra four or five bucks a month. I could totally give that to a ministry that I want to link arms with because I believe in this message. I want this message to get out there. Then please head on over to patreon.com slash girl You can get access to all the freebies and you'll support girl to mm-hmm. find at the same time. I think as we jump into this conversation about like feeling like you've done everything, like
0: you have done everything or maybe you are someone who's trying to help a friend or a mentee or someone. And you're like, I feel like I've done everything and we're just not making progress or there just isn't freedom that's being found. And I think when we get to a place of hopelessness, that is one of the worst places we can get because the enemy wants us to feel like we're hopeless. There's no, like this works for other people. The gospel is for other people, freedom in Christ, victory in Christ is for other people, but eh you're kind of a special case and you aren't, it's not possible for you. You'll never be that person that's looking back and saying, wow, look at the victory that Christ had for me. And we know that's a lie because there are so many verses in scripture and we know, just the basics of the gospel is Jesus came to set us free. He came yeah. to give us life. He came to help us overcome and conquer. Um, and so some of the points we're going to be bringing you today are fresh and new and driven by people who have been mm-hmm. on this journey. Um, So we're going to give you some great resource rec- recommendations of people who have been through incredibly hard sexual struggles, who have different stories, different reasons for when and how and why they entered these struggles, but they are someone who has found freedom and craft And they're now able to look back and encourage others along the way. So I am so pumped for this episode because I just think that the truth and the resources and the direction you're going to get are incredible, but we need you to know that Mm -hmm. there is hope. And we need you to know that it's like, don't give up. Don't, don't quit. Don't give up. Um, We actually interviewed someone on the podcast in episode 50, yeah. Joy Skarka, and she shared her entire story of just she had a lot of difficult things that have happened to her choices she made, how that impacted her marriage. I mean, just so much stuff with sexual addiction in her own life, even after marriage, and how she overcame that in Christ. And she even has a resource that we'll link below. Um, We'll talk about it again in a little bit, but she is a woman who, has overcome, not just through her guts and gumption. And so right. we have some quotes throughout, um, this episode of things that she has said that will be super, super encouraging to you. But we just want to start off on that note that there is hope
1: mm-hmm. in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love Dr. Julie Slattery. Yeah, she is another amazing author woman who specifically focuses her whole entire ministry. Authentic intimacy is focused around the the God's design for sexuality and helping women specifically find freedom. So another great resource, Authentic Intimacy. Um, but I love how she talks about how healing and finding freedom takes the body of Christ. Yes. You mentioned that the enemy wants us to think that we are beyond repair, that we are beyond redemption, we are beyond God's forgiveness and grace, and victory. And so what the enemy does is he gets us to believe that lie. And then he wants us to feel like we're on an island, right? We are isolated. We're alone because somehow we believe this is unique to us and we're never going to find freedom. We don't reach out and engage with other people. We just kind of struggle alone. We're on this island. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us because then we're trapped there. But God has a much better, a different plan for us. And that is that freedom from sexual sin can be found within community. And Dr. Julie Slattery talks about this. She says, here's a direct quote you will never heal by yourself never and i would even go so far as to say you're not likely to heal with just you and god god works through his body and that means sharing this journey mm. with other People and then jo- Jonathan Doherty, also um, another amazing man yeah. who has ministry. Be broken, yes. and it's just an incredible resource for men and women. All about the broke, like the humility, that heart posture of humility, that brokenness of saying we're broken. We're coming yes. before the Lord. He is the one who ultimately heals us. He also talks about community, saying the more we engage in community, it becomes far easier to persevere. Mm-hmm. And so I think right off the bat, um, you know, if we could all just kind of raise our hands, yes. those of us who are tempted to isolate ourselves to fight these battles on our own, this is a call and a reminder, the very first step to not... Do this alone. Yes. You know, Galatians talks about bearing one another's burdens. Like, this is a huge burden that can feel so overwhelming and so isolating. We have to be the ones to take those steps. We can't expect people just to know what we're struggling yeah. with, to be able to just look into our eyes and know, oh, I'm going to reach out to this girl because she has the struggle. No, we have to engage in community, confess our sins, be open. And then, as we persevere in that biblical yeah. Christian community, there is so much freedom through the body of Christ that can be had. Mm-hmm. So,
0: in thinking about it it's not an overnight thing like okay I'm gonna jump into a church or I'm gonna jump into a small group and all my problems and sin struggles are gonna go away like this is a mm-hmm. long-term process and we have to be in it for the long haul especially if you are someone who's like I've tried everything I've done all the things and I have just prayed my brains out and I am just still not free so one of the steps that you can take is thinking okay how can I get involved in a really intentional yeah. really biblically biblically based community whether that's a small group at church or an accountability group or me and two or three other women where we are having this really intentional mentorship? How can I get involved in that sort mm-hmm. of community? Because there are communities where you're surrounded by people, but right. it's like, you know, it's, just it's kind more of just like, like yeah,
1: potluck friends yeah. hanging out, surface conversations, and you're like, I'm, how would I ever have an opportunity to share my sexual yeah. struggles in this setting? So you're right. That yeah. is a key point. It needs to be the right kind of community where you're actually living that life on life, biblical one another's out. For
0: sure. And people who are not going to be awkward or embarrassed or like, right. oh, okay, we thanks for sharing. Let's move on. You know, like people who are like, yes, like we want to help. We want to pray. We want to support. So you want to seek out that kind of community that you can be in long-term, not just temporary. Another thing that you want to do when it comes to like the body of Christ, like we heard you read from Mm -hmm. Julie Slattery, to seek out some really intentional counseling. And one of my favorite resources is the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. You can just go to biblicalcounseling.com. I have personally seen a biblical counselor through them. She was amazing. um, And I know many people who have, and they're just incredible counselors. And the coolest part is that many of them are actually free and they do it as a ministry. Um, And so that seeking out a godly woman, you can literally just go onto their website, biblicalcounseling.com, And you can look in your area and see if there are any local counselors. And if you're like, there are none in my area, you can find one. And a lot of them are willing to like Zoom or do something online with you so that they can still counsel you. So Mm -hmm. you have that small group, that church community that you're really plugged into. You have that intentional counseling in your life. Someone who isn't like who, who understands how to help you take those steps toward freedom. And in this area, there's no excuses since these things are free so far.
1: (laughs) The barrier is small. And like you said, Zoom calls, it doesn't even have to be someone in your city if you're like "I live in a tiny little town, there are there's like nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> there's Zoom and the Internet, which gives you access to the entire world. so yeah. that's a huge thing that can be. Super accessible. Yeah. yeah. And another super helpful thing that involves community is actually through authentic
0: intimacy, that ministry that we recommended, they regularly kind of like every season, every quarter, start up new book studies together. So it's basically anyone who is interested in a specific topic or a specific um aspect of sexuality, like um whether it's women who are wanting to find freedom from pornography or you know, they have these different kind of like niche categories. So they actually have a book study that they work through regularly. So each time they mm-hmm. have these books studies. It's a 10 week book study that you can sign up for. There's a leader within the group and you're getting to know other people who are kind of walking on the same journey as you and wanting to find freedom. So one that they regularly offer is a book study. um, And it's actually written by Jonathan Dougherty, Grace Based Recovery. Grace Based Recovery is the name of the book. And it's a 10 week small Mm -hmm. group study designed to help people suffering from addiction and those close to them understand God's grace and why it is the only path to true freedom. And so it says in a world that is finding itself increasingly more addicted, mm. grace-based recovery carries the timely message of the grace, self-worth, and confidence found in Jesus Christ and tears down the strongholds of addiction in our lives. So this is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about, for those of you who said, I've tried all the things, yeah. I've done all the things, how do I find freedom? This is a way for you to be in community, for you to be walking with other believers, people who are saying, I am humbling myself enough to admit I need help. <coughs> and then this resource whoop, this resource, and this um, small group leader will take you through 10 weeks of intentional accountability, working through this book, helping you find freedom. So those three things we just listed, the church, um, the ACBC, the biblical counseling, and then this book study, those are three things I bet a lot of you haven't tried yet. So that's some
1: fresh hope, some fresh things that you can start doing. And I think you're hearing, whoa, this is kind of like a big deal. Yeah. And that is the thing, is that we often have these sins, these habitual sins that we are struggling in, we're trapped in, we're believing lies in, and then we just kind of do the same old thing yeah. every time to fight the sin. And We're like, okay, well I prayed, which is powerful, I read this verse, get in Scripture, but then we're like continuing to yes. fall into these same sins and make these same mistakes, and we're like, why, why can't I accomplish lasting change? Why isn't God changing my heart? Maybe you need to seek different methods, different tools. Maybe God wants to use something that feels kind of like the big guns, right? Like you're bringing (laughs) in the big guns because you're recognizing it is time for me to get really serious. Not just kind of casually fighting this sin, not just semi intentionally, but like this is on the forefront of my agenda for every single day. Like this is my priority. I am tired of falling prey to this sin over and over. I am going to bring in that community, get in these, you know, amazing grace based gospel centered groups. And I I am going to pursue yeah. lasting change and it's going to require sacrifice. It's going yeah. to require time. It may require finances, but you're willing to do it because you are, you're ready. Yes. You're like, I am ready to make this commitment. God, please help me. I, f- I do finally want to be free. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's not a passive thing. Yeah. It is a very intentional, very proactive thing. The other thing that is so important to recognize is that you could do all of these things that Bethany just talked about. You could take all of these steps and, and it could be in more of a, like, let me just get the checkbox. box like, Okay, check. Emotions. I got in the small yeah. group. Check. I'm doing the actions. I'm going through the motions, but your heart isn't really in it. Mm-hmm. And if you believe the lie that somehow just checking the box and going through these motions, even taking an amazing course based on finding, you know, finding freedom from sexual sin, but you're not seeking the Lord in your heart mm-hmm. to say, God, change my heart, change my desires. Then you may very well come out on the other side of doing all of these amazing things and find yourself right stuck back in the same mm-hmm. place because healing and finding freedom, it only begins as God changes our heart and yeah. changes our desires and changes the focus of our worship at the core of our heart. And Joyce Garka, who we talked about before, she says, there is so much more to healing than just not looking at pornography or insert, whatever that <clears> is, you insert know. like struggling with erotica, masturbation, a sexual relationship, sexting, you know, yeah. whatever you're struggling with. There's so much more to healing than just not doing that thing. Yes. Right. So much of this is about our heart. And I believe it is, that's where it starts, truly. We don't want to just change our behavior. Mm. We need to change our heart. Because if we just change behavior, then these same triggers, these same sins, these same str- sin patterns, struggles are just going to cause us to do other things. So we may stop. Let's say for one woman, it's pornography. She finds, she's like, okay, I'm not looking at pornography, yeah. but her heart hasn't actually been changed. Her desires, her affections for the Lord, the true object of her worship still, she still has some idolatry she doesn't even realize it and so that pornography that sexual sin is just going to shift to something different and it may not even be sexual it could be something else that she begins to idolize or chase after because her heart hasn't truly been changed and so that is that is to me in this conversation like key going before the lord and regularly asking him to change your heart and how do we do this Again, some of these things seem so simple, like, wait, I've heard all of these things before, but are we truly pursuing these with the power of Christ saying, God, help me to walk in this faithfully every single day, front priority for me in my life, regular prayer, that regular community with God, you know. We often talk about prayer, but how much do we actually pray? Like, how much did we pray yesterday, the day before, the week before? We we talk about the power of prayer often as Christians, but then it can be so hard to do something that's so free. (laughs) Like, doesn't cost anything but time and sitting down before God Almighty, the one who sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to free us from the bondage and power of sin. That is the same God that we're going to in prayer and crying out to him. God loves to hear the genuine cries of his children and he wants to meet us, but we have to be intentional to go before the Lord. Involvement in a small group, like you were talking about, getting in that group, that life on life, genuine believers where you're able to share And and not just getting in the group and then kind of shying away from really sharing, but asking God for the boldness through prayer to say, God, help me to be authentic, to actually share my struggles. Even if I'm trembling, my hands are shaking. I remember being terrified the first time I confessed openly my struggle with masturbation. It's so scary. But on the other side of sharing, there is so much freedom because that darkness we've been living in yes. has now been exposed and now we're walking in the light mm-hmm. and God uses that light to bring freedom.
0: Well, and I just want to jump on top of that because we, um, I just finished a, uh, like online Kind of like Bible study with a bunch of women. And the first we, we had a week where we talked about like sexual sin and sexual struggle. And one of the ladies in the group decided that she was going to share about her sexual struggle for the first time, like publicly. And she Mm. shared about it. Um, she shared about it first, like in the chat and then in our private group. And it was just amazing to see just even like the hope and the, just the bondage Mm -hmm. that was lifted just with that first step of faithfulness of saying like, I'm going to bring this into the light as terrified as she was. Um, and then it enabled other people to like, wow, if she is going to be that brave and bold, I can do this too. So it was like a trickle effect. And so you don't even know there might be someone else who has struggled in the past or who is struggling, who could be a prayer ally as someone who can come alongside and say, I'm going to fight this with you. I Mm -hmm. get it. Um, so there's just so much more that can happen when you bring this into the light rather than keeping it a secret.
1: I'm curious what, how did she bring it into the light? Like in the group? Cause I'm sure, Anybody listening or watching might be thinking, okay, yeah, I want to do that, but I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like, was there, like, how did she bring it up? Well, and I now that I think about it actually, because we did have, we were
0: on Zoom, and so we had um like I would have people come on and share. And so she actually shared first, like shared face to face, I guess, with all mm-hmm. of us on Zoom. And she was just, you know, really terrified and she was crying and it was really hard for her to get Mm -hmm. the words out. And she just basically said that she had never shared this with anyone and she was really scared, but she really knew that if she didn't do it now, when was she going to do it? Wow. You know, and so she said she shared the specific struggle that she was struggling with and that she was really committed to like now sharing it not only with this community but finding Mm -hmm. that mentor someone in her life that she could now like face to face because we were all online so that was a great first step sharing it with trusted other godly women but she was like i you know i want to do this because i know this will give me the courage to now take that next step and it's almost like a snowball like Mm -hmm. okay she took that first step now you've it's like wow yes it is (laughs) that wasn't as bad you Mm -hmm. know like oh, like a weight is lifted from your shoulder. So it wasn't, she didn't have like a whole agenda. It really was in the moment. She was like, I need to do this. You know,
1: that is awesome. And you're right. The fear going into it is way greater than actually confessing it. I remember feeling that too. Um, so yeah, that's so great. And you know what, if you're like, I don't know what to say, I'm not someone good with words. You could even write it out and you could even just write out a few simple sentences. Like, how do I want to share this with my small group of ladies? You know, write out just a sentence like, Hey guys, this is, Something I've been praying about for a long time, Absolutely. something really hard for me, but I know that God wants me to share this with you. So, you know, here it is. And, and you could just, just read your paper. Yes. And I think that could take off a lot of the pressure yes. of like, I don't know what to say or how to say it, or if I'm going to break down in the middle of it crying, yeah. that's okay. I did. We all, you know, when we're confessing heavy stuff, it's okay. Like we're broken, we're yeah. sad, it's weighty, it's heavy. Totally. Well, and you could even to make sure that you keep yourself accountable, is you could
0: you know, not share what you're going to share, but send a text to that mentor or to that group and say, great idea. I've been praying about something. I feel really convicted about this. I need to share something with the group in person Please keep me accountable to sharing this because I don't want to chicken out,
1: you know. And ask me when I come
0: to share this thing that I need to share, (laughs) and so then you can know, like, okay, I'm not going to chicken out because they're going to ask me. And so you, I would encourage you to share in person or video if possible, not just through text, but you can kind of get yourself on the hook and like, you know, be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. So now we've given you those little steps. There's no excuse. No, we're we're genuinely cheering for you, praying for you. We want to see Christian women walk in freedom. Um, we've seen it. God do it in our own lives, and we want that same heart transformation for you as well. So continuing on this theme of God changing our hearts, um, we really have to examine our own hearts and ask, do I have a genuine relationship with Jesus? Mm. Not just a head knowledge, you know, yes, I understand the gospel, I understand Genesis to Revelation, like I read my Bible here and there, but are we walking? Are you walking in a genuine relationship with God? You know, what does that look like for you? Are you having that fellowship, that time where you're not just kind of, and I fall into this too, like the checkbox, like okay, got my Bible time done. Check, you know, read the Bible, said a quick flare prayer, and now I'm on my way. But are you communing with God, fellowshipping with Him, opening His Word in anticipation, well, okay. um, saying, God, teach me?
0: When you say those things, communing with God, fellowshipping with God, I'm it like, sounds so like about.
1: I know it sounds so fuzzy. So to bring like to put yeah. some flesh on the bones. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's it's simple, right? It's getting in the Word, but it's not just so. Like say in the morning, that's your time. You're like that. I know I need to do it before I get going, or it's never going to happen. I know. Oh, that's true for me. You get in the word, but it's a different heart posture. Um something that I want to do more, it's so powerful is to start your time off even reading a psalm and using it as your prayer. Mm, so to kind of change your heart posture from one of like okay, duty, like got to go, here's my quiet time, let me read it real quick and be on my way, to like carve out more time, maybe 30 minutes or more where you can not feel rushed, you turn off your phone, you're not distracted, you are coming before God with his word open saying, God, meet me here. I want to know you. Yeah. Show me who you are through your word change me by the power of your word. As I read this scripture this morning, you know, I want to walk away from this, having fellowship with you, Lord, having been convicted, having been encouraged through your word, because that's what God's word does. But if we're just quick, you know, in and out, then it's more like fast food. It's not going to really do what it's meant to do for us. Um, so I love starting with a Psalm when I think to do this. And even in this moment, I'm like, I really want to start doing that now because when I've done it in the past, it's been so encouraging. You read that Psalm, you pray it back to God. And it really, for me shifts my heart from one of like hurried, busy, to like Oh, like kind of resting, yeah. like taking a moment. And so that can be a great way to start. And then picking a passage, working from beginning to end, even one chapter a day, reading the passage and saying, okay, God, how do I see you in this passage? Yes. What truths are you teaching me? What instruction, you know, what can I praise you for in this passage? And then what do I need to confess? What sins am I being convicted of as I'm reading your truth, God? What sins am I being convicted of? Lord, please, I confess these, forgive me. So it's really just that intentional fellowship. And we already talked about prayer prayer. prayer, but that leads right into worship, Mm -hmm. right? That heart of worship where when we're not just doing the quick in and out, when we're actually soaking in God's word in prayer, there's room to worship God. Um, I know people who love to even play praise and worship songs on their phone at the beginning or, or at the end of their quiet time, just to center their heart on worshiping God. Um, as you're driving, just taking those moments to say, yeah, normally I'm just popping in a podcast or I'm just busy, busy, go, go, go. But I'm going to intentionally throughout my week, just worship the Lord. I'm going to play. For me, music is one of the easiest ways for me to get my heart in that worshipful mode. Um, And so that can be something that you incorporate more, even if like a tempting thought comes into your brain, you see that slippery slope going towards sexual sin, you know that's kind of how it starts. You like nip it. Okay, get a worship song on, praise the Lord, change the direction of your heart's desires to be focused on the Lord. Um, And then doing these things, God will use these things Mm -hmm. to change our heart.
0: Okay, a few more points for you. And like we said, this is kind of, this is kind of fast. You know, there's a, there are a lot of things that we're recommending, um, and, and suggestions, but you really, you know, maybe go back and listen to it again with like, a you know, paper and a pencil and like write this stuff down, take a note on your phone. Like, okay, here are some steps that I know I can take right away. But just remembering that freedom, it takes perseverance. Mm -hmm. This is not an overnight journey. We live in such a fast paced world, like microwave culture where everything is fast, 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 fast. And we want, we want freedom. Now we want that healing. Now we want that overnight, like miraculous transformation. And, it, it takes perseverance, it takes faithfulness, it takes that step after step of trusting God, going through the things that you know you need to do, being faithful in the Word, being faithful in that community. Yeah. It's all of those little things that slowly start to change us from the inside out. Um, Jonathan Darty says, God has not called us to perfection or called us to success, but He's called us to faithfulness. And faithfulness, He's uh, faithfulness has within it this idea of perseverance. So it's just persevering in the faith, persevering persevering in what you know is right, persevering in what you know is true, not giving up. And that's where having that community will be so yeah. helpful when you're feeling so down, when you're just like, oh, what is wrong with me? You know, you'll have that community to come alongside you, to speak gospel truth to you, to help you like bear that yes. burden, to lift you up, to say, hey, we are in this together. Like you, we are here for you. Um, So instead of you looking ahead and imagining yourself like, great, in 20 Mm -hmm. years, here's where I'm going to be. In 40 years, here's where I'm going to be. Like, no, focus on today. How can I persevere today? God, how can you help me to be faithful today? What steps can I take today? And then you wake up tomorrow and you focus Mm -hmm. on tomorrow. Do the same thing one step at a time. You don't worry about the whole future and conquering all of life's problems. And, you know, oh, where am I going to be in, you know,
1: even in a year from now, like focus on being Mm -hmm. faithful and persevering today I have a great example of you when you were running your marathon oh so she gosh. ran a marathon big applause I've never <laughs> done that but I remember you specifically talking about how every mile as you got further into the race was harder and harder and it was like freezing and you were like wet because it, it was raining and I remember freezing. you talking about how the group you were running with so you were with like a yes. pace group yes and uh-huh. you had a leader and if it hadn't been for that for group sure. that you were surrounded by and that leader encouraging you when you were weary yeah. when you wanted to give up when you wanted to stop I mean you're seeing the parallels here right as we <laughs> battle sexual sin, it was because of that group that you made yeah. it all the way to the finish line. I forgot
0: about that. Yes!
1: And it was it was hard and it was strenuous and you had to, you had to keep persevering. It didn't happen all at 26. once. Six <laughs> point two miles that I will never forget. <laughs> and that is how life works in a spiritual yeah. sense when we don't have what it takes because we're weary, we're tired of fighting this battle. Those around us, yeah. God uses to keep us moving forward, to encourage us to remind us like, hey, I know you want to give up right now. I know you feel like you can't take one more step, but you can. With God's strength, you can. Yeah. and so just like running a marathon battling sexual sin is a spiritual marathon yeah. with community with encouraging so Christian true. mentors and leaders that will help us continue to move yeah. forward
0: so wrapping up you know we just want to encourage you to go to the resources we if you haven't read sex purity and the longings of a girl's heart to gain a good biblical view of sex and sexuality and intimacy this is yeah. where you want to start this is an incredible step um you know you can become a patron in our community like we talked about patreon.com girl to where you can get access to immediately immediately, um, multiple resources that will help you. But I just want to end with a scripture that will just give you so much hope. First, I want to reemphasize, you know, the fact that first John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's why Jesus died. There's nothing too big, too bad, too Mm -hmm. scary for him. Like he is the faithful one. He will forgive us and cleanse us if we seek that forgiveness in him. And then lastly, I want to leave you with this verse, John 15, five, which says, I am the vine. Speaking of God, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. So just remembering that we can't do this on our own. It's like you Mm -hmm. talked about so much. We have to be plugged into Christ. We have to have that, that, intimate fellowship with him. That has to be the foundation. And then everything else we shared comes from that. So remembering he is faithful. He is the vine. We must be connected to him. We'd love to carry on this conversation in the comments. So um, leave a comment. Let us know how we can encourage you, how we can pray for you. And we will see you again next week.